Go on then. Well, so, so Joanne, welcome, welcome to, to Hello. the. Hello. Thank I, you very much, Stuart. I, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm only inter only interviewing interesting people. So take that as a compliment, <laughs> even if you don't think it is. Um, Thank you. And after this, I'll send you the video, and you can post it to your friends and colleagues, and they'll look at it and go. What on earth are you doing talking about that sort of thing to people? Because I don't know about you, but I don't think most of the people know actually what I do. And I've never been able to explain it to them very well. Yeah. Um, so if, if you want to interview me and try and get me to explain how I what I do. Um, uh, somebody the other day described me as, as a generalist specialist. And I went, yeah, I'll go with that. That sounds like <laughs> a very interesting title. So what brought you first into the world of HR? Because I know you have got a really fascinating backstory. Gosh, yes, we both have similarly, haven't we? Um, I think the easiest way to summarise that is that, that it found me. Um, from a young age, I followed my passion for animals, wanting to be a vet, which ultimately took me to um, being a marine biologist for um, the Scottish office doing research for the Scottish office, which started off as a work placement, but I talked myself into a, a job there for four years managing a team. And through managing that team, I realised that I actually loved, really loved the people management aspects. I loved the recruitment, I loved the training, I loved the appraisals, I loved people contacts, the social interactions, just engaging with people. And um, it was a job that took me all around um, Scotland, all over meeting fish farmers, going out on boats in all weathers in my oil skins and wellies. Um, and it was on one of these trips just off Shetland in what felt like a forced hen gale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was doing some scientific work. I was thinking, what on earth am I doing? I've really enjoyed this, but this is not my bag for the rest of my life. What I'm enjoying, what I'm enjoying is actually the discussions with the fish farmers and the business owners before and after the piece of work that I'm employed to do um, and the the training my team and the recruiting people. So I had a bit of an epiphany and thought, yeah, I like this HR stuff and got careers advice. Um, and to cut a long story short, ultimately, we trained, did my CIPD qualification whilst working full time um, through distance learning because there wasn't anywhere in Scotland that I could go to attend. <laughs> and I got my qualification. Um, I got my I, I got my final. I've completed it shortly after my first son was born, during which time I won an award. My project, uh, my final project, achieved the highest score in the UK um, wow. with Manchester Open Learning. That was so not with all CIPD providers. So that was quite a while ago. But um, yeah, I thought mm, I can't be that bad if I can no. if I can do that with everything else going on. No, and so so if, if that was. If that was what brought you into it, was was that your major lesson about building your business was to, to understand people better than anything else? Or or what have you what have you what have you discovered recently about building your business? Oh recently or oh, crikey, I think all this coronavirus stuff has really turned everybody's thinking on their head, hasn't it? Mm. And and I think that's a healthy thing. Um if you'd have asked me before coronavirus, based on 25 years work experience. I just said, well, it's obviously all about relationships. And a lot of people would say that you have to earn respect, you have to earn credibility um, and you have to earn trust. You have to work collaboratively with people. Um, Pre-coronavirus, my business model for my business, which has now been running six years, 
was to offer a personal service, so go on site and make clients feel as though I was their HR person. So therefore, offered a local service to Mid to Midlands, Derbyshire, Sheffield. Um, however, with coronavirus, it has opened opportunities, hasn't it? In that, I'm thinking, well, so many people now are working virtually. Um, why shouldn't I? And why shouldn't I make my offering and the support I can give businesses available to businesses all over the country? So yeah. I think it's opened my eyes. Um, I don't know whether I quite asked, answered your question there. What have I learned? No, because, no, because I mean, open-minded. Um, and there are some things that feel uncomfortable, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think we should all be stretching our comfort zones on a daily basis. So for me, it's about um, it's about changing changing how I go about business, I think. And I think one of the things that you just mentioned there, which I think is really interesting, is is the way it's changing people's perception of what they what they're doing with their business. I mean, we were talking yeah. just before we started about businesses are much more prepared now to be agile. You know, even even large yeah. businesses are having to be agile and to think about where where their market is because you know markets are just so fluid. Businesses mm -hmm. can't sit there and go, well, we've always done this, therefore it's the right thing to do they have yeah. you know within within a space at the beginning of this year within a space of a few months what was a very active market around places that were doing uh, hospitality and things like that just just literally collapse and if you're there going but it's not fair it's not fair i want i, I want people to come back into my restaurant you, you're never going to get anywhere you can't just sit there and say it's the only thing i can do and that's why as you were saying sort of thinking on your feet and just saying okay so I'm in hospitality, but now I'm going to do takeout has got to be the way everybody thinks. Yeah, I think it's really it's a very unfortunate and pleasant thing for a lot of businesses to go through. But what I've noticed is that there's this polarity between businesses that are going, oh, crikey, we're going to have to do things differently. It's maybe a little bit opposite to what we were, how we went about things before. But actually, let's grab the bull by the horns. Let's mm. run and see where it takes us. And those businesses are becoming very agile, like you say, and surviving. And actually, some of them are thriving from it. You know, there's new opportunities that they are now um, taking advantage of that they wouldn't have taken advantage of had it had it been if they hadn't had the, the situation they're in. And then there are other organisations that perhaps aren't succeeding through no fault of their own. Um, and other organisations that actually probably a bit of a low ebb because they're not looking to see how they can adapt. Mm, mm, yeah quite right quite right well okay on from being depressed about the coronavirus and how we've got to adapt to it so um and i i know this is one you're going to sort of struggle with so so i'll, I'll give it to you slowly no i like think you to try to, and do it <laughs> think back to that 18 year old who wanted to be a vet the, the what would you say now to that 18 year old other than for goodness sake, you'll not always have these opportunities. Grab them whilst we can. But, but you know, as we go through our lives, we, 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 you know, I can remember as an 18-year-old, I was dedicated to one thing. I was, you know, a scientist like yourself. Uh, I thought I was going to change the world with science. I, I'm hopefully changing the world having an understanding of science, but I'm no longer doing it at a bench or working. It turned out I wasn't very good at working as a science scientific <laughs> officer at a bench. Um, I, I, I was much better at thinking about things and then getting somebody else to do the work. And perhaps that's, that's what I should have learned at 18. But what would you go back to your 18-year-old and say, 
you know, Joanne, the thing you've got to remember or the thing you should you should focus on is this. Don't buy the pink tie-dye towel. <laughs> <Yeah>. um... <laughs> I think that, that applies to the 18-year-old Joanne and the 28-year-old Joanne, I suspect, doesn't it? <laughs> Do you know, I think there's many, many things that I could tell myself as an 18-year-old. However, I am a huge believer in that actually it's our experience in, experiences in life that make us the people we are. So if I would have given myself advice as an 18 year old, perhaps I wouldn't have made the choice and the decisions that I have that would have led me to become who I am and what I've got to offer today. You know, but but I guess I would just offer some words of encouragement, I think, is believe in yourself and be bold. Mm. Embrace the challenge, embrace the fear. Fear is just another emotion. Use it um, and go forth and be bold. Yeah, go for it. And is that what you're? Is that what you're telling young business builders you come across today, or uh, or have you not got nearly enough opportunities to interact with them? Because I know uh, I've got one or two very young people that I'm sort of talking to about and mentoring them a bit, and uh, I don't think they listen so much as perhaps I'd like them to. <laughs> Again, oh, I'm thinking of the range of young people that I interact with from my next door neighbour to somebody who phoned me yesterday asking for careers advice in HR. Um, wow. Yeah. Nice. And and then people starting out in various careers. So, yes, I, I do. Yeah, I do tell people, you know, just believe in I think that's my style of management anyway. It always has been very supportive and encouraging. And if people say, but this could go wrong, well, I say, well, what could go right? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You want to be seeking forgiveness or asking permission. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of the time we, we don't grow as people if we don't at least try, even if we make mistakes, because mistakes are fantastic learning opportunities. So, yeah, when when people get to, when clients get to really tri tricky situations with employees that, they've, that they don't quite know how to manage, some of them obviously are very engaged with their employees. They might be smaller businesses and they genuinely not that larger businesses wouldn't but they know their their employees on a personal level as well as a professional level so it's a very, sometimes very difficult for them to make decisions that are going to have big effects on individuals then i say to them well you know it might be tricky but actually you've got to understand that this might not be the thing for them and that you're helping them learn from that and you're helping them move on if you've got some tough news to give then give it respectfully and give mm -hmm. it as honestly as you can and it it can be an opportunity for people. Mm. Mm. And what about you, 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 you've, you've run Integra now for, you said, six years. Yeah. What's, what, are you, what are you telling your clients at the moment? What is it you're trying to focus on with them to help them through what is a tough period of business? Well, obviously, a lot of the major concern for business is illegal compliance. So that's a lot of uh, where we'd have conversations around um, but now we're into second lockdown. I, I think the most important thing is just I say to clients, be proactive in whatever you're doing and be as transparent as you can with your communications. So proactive mm. and transparent because it's a very unsettling time for everybody. If you can be those two things with your employees, they will trust what you're saying. They will work with you. You will keep their respect. You'll keep them engaged. So actually when there's work to be done they'll be giving their all and want to give their all to make the business work 
But if they're actually making other life decisions, such as actually I'm going to leave this business, then there's that relationship there already for them to be honest with the manager, the business owner, so that businesses can make the right decisions in the right time. So I, I think it's doing everything they can to develop, maintain and nurture their relationship with their employees. And that's a really good message, isn't it? Because too often I don't think people are thinking about the communications because we we don't we don't think about communications in the way no um because because the the the, the email and the and twitter and such like are so easy to just dash off and they're so easy to misinterpret and so easy to misread people yeah. need to think really carefully before dashing off an email that might well send somebody into a into a sort of you know thought spiral that just can't be recovered it's it's something which yeah. I think too few people think clearly about is how do you communicate yeah. clearly what you're trying to what you're trying to get somebody to take action on? Yeah, absolutely. And of course, the danger with email is that people, as you have you as you said, misinterpret things and inject their own tone into it. Um, yeah. And I think as we're all now trying to manage remotely, it adds its own challenges, doesn't it? It comes with fresh, um, fresh challenges and fresh, a fresh skill set is needed. Um, and I think it can be all too easy to send off an email, think yes, done, because that's the easy route. Or actually, no, I can't speak to my employees because we, we're working from home. But I think just going that little bit further um, and taking the time to have virtual meetings with, with employees where possible and where appropriate. So that there is that face-to-face -face contact and there still is that um, interaction. I think it's, it's really important. Brilliant. Hmm. Joanne? Tell us, tell us, tell us what's what's next for Integra. What, where do you, where, where, where do you want, where do you want the business to be in in two, five, ten years time? Well, um, I, I'm very passionate about what I do, um, and I think the message I like to get across to people who are dabbling their toe into the world of HR or thinking, well, I need a HR person, is, yes, be legally compliant, but actually HR can give you, your business, your people, roots and wings. Mm. And what I mean by that is I would like to be seen as a, a people maxifier. <laughs> so it's about helping businesses get the right people in the right way at the right time, doing the right things in the right way for that business. Um, and everything else should follow if if people are treated well engaged well by businesses then legal compliance yes it will need a bit of a framework and policies and procedures etc but people should be behaving in the way that the business needs them to and will be ambassadors for that business so where would I like to see my business in the next five years I think it's just um working with clients for them to go further than just legal compliance for them to understand that people truly are the biggest asset in their business. If they invest money in a marketing budget, why would they not be investing money in people in a way of training them, getting the right people in the business and helping them make the most of their individuals so that their people in the business make the most of their business for them? And that's what I mean by people maxifying, making the most of your business, people in, in your business so your business makes the most of itself. I love that. I love that. I think it's a great <laughs> lesson. I think it's a great message. I love it. Yeah. Joanne, it's been it's been a brilliant it's been a, it's, we've been on about 15 minutes. 
And I think that's just a brilliant message to end. People maxify it. I've not come across it. I want to find a way of using it in a, in an email today. That's that's going to be my <laughs> that's going to be my message to the world. Find a way of using people maxifiers and Joanne to come <laughs> along and help you become people maxifiers today. Help your business become all it can be within. Oh, three I love people. that. I love that. Yeah. Joanne, as that's been brilliant. Thank you ever so much for taking the time. Really enjoyed this. And, Thank you so much, Stuart. It's been lovely having a chat. And I hope I hope people really get something from sort of understanding what a people maxifier is. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> Speak soon. Speak soon. Thank you ever so much. Bye. Bye.